Well, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. We are eight or seven days away. And we're so excited to celebrate. I hope you've been enjoying the carols so far. Um, I didn't introduce myself at the start. I apologize. My name is Will. I have the joy of looking after this church here. And you're so welcome here today. But today I want to talk to you about joy and how you can have joy today despite any circumstance you may be facing. The angels meet the shepherds and they say that the birth of Jesus is good news that will cause great joy for all the people. But I think there are three feelings that might be going on in this room as we approach Christmas. There's those of us who are quite excited. I'm really excited about roast potatoes, pigs and blankets. You can never have enough. But what I'm really excited is to spend some time with um, a wider family that I've got. We've got this huge family. And I, rem- I realized that in the pandemic, when the restrictions were on, just how grateful I was for each of them. And I'm acutely aware that this Christmas, we've got three of my relatives, three grandparents who are in their 90s. And so we want to just take all the time we have when we have them. But maybe you're not excited about Christmas. Maybe you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. And you're thinking, it's only days away. I've got this work deadline coming up. How am I going to get that done? I've got these children. I've got a ferry backwards and forwards to every different type of kids play going. Schools keep putting on more and more, don't they? Or you've got a Christmas party to do here, then there. And then you've got to buy presents. You're like, how and when am I going to do that? And for the dads, what on earth do you buy a dad for Christmas? But there's some who aren't excited. You might not be feeling sort of overwhelmed, but there are others, us here, who are dreading it. And we're dreading Christmas because we don't know who we're going to spend the day with. We're dreading Christmas because no matter the amount of Christmas pudding that you eat on that day, it's not going to restore a relationship that's been broken this year or a friendship that you've lost. And no amount of roast potatoes, however crisp they are, will be able to pay your rent in January. So as you approach Christmas, you might be feeling one of those three things. But on our screens and What's blaring out is Christmas cheer, isn't it? It's Christmas cheer. And if you're dissatisfied with Christmas cheer, a fake Christmas jumper inducing Christmas cheer, be dissatisfied with that. But there's a real story, the Christmas story, that can speak joy into your reality. And that isn't about Christmas cheer, fake inducing but speaks to real people and can transform your life if you're to receive it. Because God brings real joy into our reality. The message the angels gave of good news, of great joy for all people, speaks to us here in Leatherhead 2023, not just for the shepherds 2,000 years ago. But you might be thinking, that's 2,000 years ago, 2,000 miles away. How is it relevant to me? How do I receive this joy? How will that cause great joy in my life? 
Because we all long for joy. Joy is different from happiness. Happiness happens to people. You can meet some of the people who are so happy with how things are going in their lives, but they're really not joyful. And you can meet other people who are so unhappy about what's going on in their lives and facing really tough circumstances, but have a remarkable joy that can't be put into words. Joy gives you a lightness. It gives you a confidence. It gives you a peace that transcends what you're going through. And it even gives you a gratitude amidst the challenges and pains of life. Over the last few years, our wider family has grown through births and marriages. It's been great fun. But also, we've experienced quite a lot of pain. We've seen marriages break up with divorce. We've seen friends and family members struggle with addiction. We lost my uncle and godfather to a mental health crisis, and he took his life at the start of a pandemic. And then personally, we moved from London, where we have this big network of friends, to Leatherhead, which we love. But we left behind us a network of friends. And despite being around people, we realized actually you can feel lonely at times. But in all of that, I realized I'm not alone. That Emmanuel, which we sang, O come, O come, Emmanuel, means God is with us. And therefore, despite circumstances, despite what hard times you may be going through, I know that I'm not alone and that my life has a reason for it and my life has a purpose and that enables me to walk in joy. Maybe you've had a tough time this year. Maybe you didn't get the promotion that you were wanting. Maybe the relationship you wanted to happen didn't and you're longing for joy. Or maybe you've had a great year. You know, you've flown through the glass ceiling at work, double promotion. You've swiped right on the right person. You're here with them and you're just like, we're really happy. But if you're honest, you know that actually, no matter the promotion, the pay rise you get, the car you drive, who you swipe right on, it doesn't really feel like a void inside. Because happiness happens to people. Joy is different. Maybe without knowing it, you're longing for joy. But when we picture the nativity, like at a school play, a picture of a nativity, it can be, why is that relevant to me? On Friday, I had a, a great fun. We went to my son's first nativity. And if anyone remembers going to that or has been there or you're looking forward to it, they're awesome. And so we're there gathered with our, um, our, my gra- the grandparents and some friends as we're watching my son, who's three, called Johnny. And um, it was so much fun. Like, it is chaos, nativities. You have angels screeching. They're meant to be saying, like, good news, great joy. They're, like, crying their eyes out. You have people who just abandon their posts. So, like, Joseph hitting, Mary, uh, hitting baby Jesus on his knees, throwing it away. And I've got to say, I'm proud of my son. He had a big part. And now I didn't want him to have favors because he's like the vicar's kid. But I was expecting quite a good part. So, you know, you're thinking a shepherd, 
a wise man, not Mary and Joseph, but a shepherd wise man, that would do. Maybe the star who might finish it off. No, my son had the best part. He was the second cow. (laughs) And I tell you what, he absolutely nailed it. The first cow took off his clothes halfway through, so he actually got promoted to first cow, got given the first cow's line. But he nailed it. But you could be thinking, what on earth has this chaotic thing got to do with me? Or don't they look so innocent and so pure and holy, these little kids, they're singing. But my life doesn't look like that. I'm not holy and pure. But what I love about Jesus is that the first nativity and today he attracts people who don't have their lives together. That he wouldn't be described as holy. But those who are longing for joy. You think of Mary, so vulnerable, probably exhausted from traveling over 70 miles, being pregnant, confused about how she was bringing a baby into this world who was going to save people from their sins, confused and probably wondering how everyone was thinking about her because she was going to be born, this little one, out of wedlock. In a culture that would definitely have a a thing to say about that, and also about her. What about Joseph, a young guy in a shed with his fiancée, having someone else's baby, and trying to rack his head about how is this great news of great joy? Or the shepherds, who are there just minding their business on the fields one night. Angels come, they're freaked out, they say, do not be afraid. Good news of great joy. And they're probably thinking, why have you come to us? We're like the outsiders. We're the people who people shun from us, the, you know, the smelly shepherds. But to us, you've come to reveal yourself too. And when they, I love the shepherds, they hear this and they abandon their sheep. No idea what happened to those sheep. And they like leg it to where they've been told to and discover joy. And what happens when they see Jesus, they're filled and overflowing with joy. They're just telling everyone. And then they go back to the sheep, probably with a completely amazing story. It's like, do you know what happened? We just saw angels, met with Jesus. Right, it's amazing. But these messy people were attracted to Jesus. And that happens to the shepherds 2,000 years ago. And it still happens today when people encounter Jesus. They're filled with a joy they can't describe but have to share. You know, that's what happened a few weeks ago in our Alpha groups. We ran Alpha here. And um, it was just amazing to see people as they encountered Jesus, they were filled with joy just like these shepherds. And Alpha, if you're wanting to know, is a place for the agnostic, for, for the atheist, for the non-churchgoer, the doubter, the abandoner, who's there and is like, I've got big questions of life and no pub conversation can sort it out. And so you're invited to, into a place like this and uh, there's great food, there's a talk where we say what we think on things and then in discussion where you can say whatever you think and anything goes. And um, recently in one of the groups I was running, there's a guy called Ian. And Ian rocks up and drives in, you know, beautiful Porsche, parks outside, comes in, looking sort of as sharp as ever. And um, he's in marketing in London and seeming to be nailing it on the outside. The first few weeks, he is so rude about everything and says whatever he thinks, he's so anti it. And I'm like, that's great. It's so good you're here. 
And then Ian, over those few weeks, started to share a bit about his story. He shared about how he struggled with addiction. And then he shared about how his parents' divorce had really affected him as a teenager. And that he hadn't spoken to his dad in over two decades. And then Ian completely changed. Ian heard the story about why Jesus came, why he died. And he's filled with tears. And he goes, did he do that for me? Thank you. And I had the joy of praying with Ian as he gave his life to the Lord and was filled with this joy that is unspeakable. But I love that this joy wasn't just a feeling or an emotion in a moment. It changed Ian for the better in many ways. Ian, over the next year, then moved back to where he was from in Scotland. He got back in touch with his dad and his stepmom, which he had so much resentment for. And his stepmom was dying of cancer. And actually, he then nursed his stepmom till the day she died. Ian was filled with this joy as he encountered Jesus that transformed his life. And he's able to carry that joy wherever he goes. Because Jesus gives life. There's a a passage in the Bible in Acts chapter 2, verse 28, says this. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of joy with your presence. Jesus' purpose is all about life and giving life. Jesus came to earth as a baby, new life. Jesus lived a perfect life, died and rose again after three days, resurrected, risen life. And for us today who trust in Jesus, he gives us his Holy Spirit to give us new life too. Before we moved to London, I mentioned that we lived in London. And it was two years ago in the autumn, um, I remember driving to work. I was a bit late, it was Tuesday morning. And um, driving London is pretty hard anyway, as it is, but we're driving down the Fulham Road, going at eight miles an hour or seven, you know, seven, eight, always time. And there's like these 20 mile an hour speed cameras going. You're like, we're never going to hit 20. Why have you got them there? But we're driving at like, I'm driving at like seven or eight. And to my left, I see this couple walking. And as I see them, for some reason, I, just, I stare a bit longer, people watching away, because I'm like not going to move at any point. And I see this guy, young guy, just grab his chest and fall to the floor. I remember just slamming on the handbrake, picking up the phone, dialing 999, calling the operator, and going to him as his wife is screaming away and starting compressions, and then starting mouth to mouth. He had a locked jaw, so you've got to try and like open that up to breathe life in. And for eight minutes, I'm there pumping away and breathing, trying to get him back to life. A nurse from a local hospital quickly runs down and sort of was walking on a lunch break, saw what was going on, and starts helping. And for eight minutes, the longest eight minutes of my life, felt like hours, we're there. And the ambulance finally arrives, thank you, NHS, and gets the defib out and shocks him back into life. And he sits straight upright. And then he says something I always remember. And he goes, who's ripped my shirt? And I'm like, do you realize what we've just done? (laughs) Thankfully, that man is okay. 
and with another chance of life. Likewise for us who know Jesus, we know he's the only way to life beyond the grave. I remember actually heading back the next day to find out how he was doing. And I went to the hospital, went to the reception. I explained the story and explained what happened. And went to them and um, thinking, they're like, oh, well done. Yeah, go on through, talk to them. And they're like, sorry, we can't talk to you about that because of GDPR. <laughs> so infuriating. But a nurse kindly ran up and said exactly what happened and said, he's had a heart operation. Said so a stent put in. He's okay. He's alive. And she had the biggest grin and she went on with her work. I remember just walking away in joy. And for anyone here who's had that feeling of seeing someone come back to life, or you may have had that, been given a fresh start, you are filled with joy, aren't you? But it's just a little glimpse to the joy you get when you give your life to Jesus, and you're filled with a joy that goes beyond the grave. Because like that man, he didn't earn it or achieve it, he got another chance again. And Jesus gives joy out his grace. Grace means an undeserved gift. And you get deserved gifts and undeserved gifts, right? When you work, you get a salary, you get your reward. It's like a deserved gift. Or they tell you it's a gift, but you've earned for it. And you get like the undeserved gift and someone out of nothing, you get something. But we almost train people at Christmas to go after deserved gifts. So we tell children, have you been good this year? Not for a day, maybe 365, no chance. Have you been good? If you've been good, we'll give you a stocking, you get your presents. That is a deserved gift. You've been good, you get a reward, you get a gift. But the origins of the Christmas stocking story is actually the opposite. It's of an undeserved gift. And it speaks of a guy called Nicholas, 4th century Turkey. And he's a pastor of a church, and he's going around loving some of the poorest going in society. And one day he meets a father. But his father refuses his help. And the father... Um, they're struggling so much, he tries to sell three of his daughters into prostitution. And legend says that um, Nicholas um, puts in, in their, sort of the, the socks which are hanging out to get dry, puts in a gold coin into each of the girl's socks. Now that is an undeserved gift. They didn't earn it, they didn't achieve it or anything. But can you imagine the joy they got of opening up these socks to find a gold coin? Like the desperate situation those three girls were in, Jesus is moved by love for you and I. And those girls that didn't earn that gift, Jesus has the same heart for us. We can't earn anything from God. You can't. You can't achieve it. You can't do well enough. But out of his grace, he gives the gift. And Jesus says, I'll wipe out everything you've done. Wipe the slate clean to fill you with joy, to forgive any guilt that you carry that just keeps on at you at that 2 a.m. at night when you're looking in the mirror and enables you to start afresh with joy. And as followers of Jesus, we are like those young girls who find this golden coin and we're just like, this is amazing. We get life. We didn't earn it. We didn't achieve it. We get it. Because in Jesus' presence, there's joy. Emmanuel, God with us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. You know, when I encounter Jesus, I've been filled with joy ever since. I'm completely known and completely loved. I'm known to the boss of my soul. All the good things 
that I'm proud of that I put on Instagram. And all the crap, the dirt, the scars which I'd hide from my closest friends. He knows all of the good, the bad, and yet he loves me. And out of his love, he gave himself for me. You know, I don't have to put on a mask. I don't have to prove myself. I don't have to face or fear facing rejection from others because I know I'm completely loved by Jesus. In each of us, there is a desire to be loved. No matter how good human relationships we have, that won't fill a void, a God-shaped hole that you've been created to be in relationship with. And he doesn't just forgive you of your past. He gives you hope and a purpose in the present that enables you to walk with joy, that you know why you're made and who you're made for. So when you encounter Jesus, when you draw close to Jesus, when you place your trust in him, that you can be filled with joy. Joy that is stronger than the storms that you'll face. Joy that enables you to stand firm in pain that you might go through ahead, whether it be redundancy, grief, loss, even death, doesn't have a sting when Jesus is there. And this Christmas, for those of us who are filled with that joy, we want it to overflow in every interaction we have. We want to look past other people's offenses, and we want to take joy and peace into every situation. We want to step forward to people in situations where there needs to be kindness and there needs to be joy. And to be people who carry that joy wherever we go. To lift people up, to bring love and joy into each interaction. And I hope and pray and believe that you'll have a wonderful Christmas. And as you ponder who Jesus is, you might be filled with joy yourselves. In Jesus' name, amen.